Can women be pastors apostles? Before I begin to speak about this topic, I want you all to remember this verse and take heed of this. Romans 3, 4, certainly not indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may be justified when you are judged. Therefore, everything that is said from our mouth is recorded and we will be accountable for our own words, whether it's of God or contrary to him. Romans 14, 10, 12, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will be will give an account on himself to God. I absolutely gain nothing for speaking about this matter, but there is too many false prophets, false teachers, false doctrines that are under the spirit of deception and falsehood leading men and women astray from the truth of the word of God. We need to come back in order in the church. But this is not a surprise because the scripture tells us many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Matthew 24, 11, which these are the signs of the times Jesus has warned us about. We need to preserve the truth of the gospel message because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Galatians 5, 9. When a church is infested with false doctrine, the whole congregation is compromised. And God will cut off any bad fruit and throw it into the fire. This is how serious it is when you do not take heed to sound doctrine because you will fall in the hands of Satan's deception. If you stand with the word of a false prophet, not only he will be cast out in the lake of fire for his error, but whoever has entangled themselves with the lies. Look at Matthew 7, 15, 20. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheath clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit, their actions, their, their, their works, their doctrine, their teaching. Are grace gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruit. Again, don't believe me. Let the word of God speak. Here's another one for you. Revelations chapter 2, 18 to 23, the church of Thyatira which is the corrupt church. Here's what Jesus Christ says to them, which there, there are many of them today. Okay, many churches and many individuals that are categorized in from that church. Okay, it says, nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads by my servants into sexual morality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely, unless they repent of their, of their ways. I will strike her children dead, the children, the followers. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches the hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. See what Jesus said? 
not only the ones who leave the church, but also the children, those who follow her teaching, will be stricken to death. This is not me, but Jesus himself speaking. It is always about him, never about our own feelings or opinions. Okay? God is not of God of disorder, but of peace. Thus, there is structure in the place for a reason. So that there is peace among us, the assembly, the church of Christ. So, again, the question, can women be pastors, apostles? Let's first start with the definition. Pastor and apostle definition. A pastor means a minister or priest in charge of a church, a person having spiritual care of a number of persons. Wikipedia says, Pastors are to act like shepherds by caring for the flock and this care includes teaching. The New Testament typically uses the word bishops in Acts 20:28 20, and presbyter in 1 Peter 5:1 to indicate the ordained leadership in early Christianity. Likewise, Peter instructs these particular servants to act like shepherds as they oversee the flock of God in 1 Peter 5:2. The words bishop and presbyter was sometimes used in the interchangeable way such as in titus 1 5 6 these terms describe a leader bishop one who maintains a careful watch for the spiritual needs of all the members of the flock a pastor the person must meet scriptural qualifications in first timothy 3 1 7 to uh, titus 1 5 9 for some Protestants, whether called an elder, bishop, or pastor, these terms describe the same service in church. In the early church, only a man could be a presbyter. But in many Protestant denominations, in the 19th and the, the 20th century, has changed to allow women to be pastors, whether men or women. This person is to be older, experienced in the faith, an older person who is a decision maker a manager of a church affair the compromise there okay entered into the church deception entered into the church culture entered into the church because when we're not but they were not defined by culture but we're defined by what the final 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 word says the what jesus tells us about what it means to be a pastor and what are the qualifications to be a pastor and an apostles okay so it's not based on our own feelings and opinion on culture but things changed prior to the years to come, okay? Just like we see today. But Jesus warned us already, okay? So the compromise entered allowing to go against God's order in church, ministry over equality, which there is no equality concerning roles that are uh, that are positioned by God, okay? So let's go in 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 7. It rebukes the notion of women being bishops, pastors. Here we go. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, a pastor, a bishop, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be approved, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil moreover he must be well taught by the by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace into a snare 
of the devil. So number one, it says he referred to a man. Number two, the husband of one wife. Husband mean head of house. Okay. Refer to man. A man, not a woman, must be married of one wife, which we see several single women call themselves pastors that does not qualify to the description. Husbands by definition, a male human being, a man husband, with, re with reference to sex, and so to distinguish a man from a woman. You cannot go around it. Okay, We need to stop disobeying God because we are convicted of the truth. Number three, we must manage, he must manage his own household, which shows he is the head of household as it should in Ephesians 5.23. Number four, pastor also means shepherd, which all shepherd in the Bible were men. Jesus, who is our good shepherd, came in the flesh as a man. God's word never changes, nor does his order and roles change. Number five, Adam and Eve is a representation of the head and the body of Christ, the shepherd and his sheep. Now let's go to Titus chapter one, verse five to nine, describes the qualifications of an elder. For this reason, I left you in critique that you should set in order the things that are lacking so there was order lacking in the church and appointed elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is bl uh, blameless, the husband of one wife, see again, having faithful children, not accused of dispensation or insubordination for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick, quick tempered, not even uh, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy of money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober minded, just, holy, self-controlled, holding fast the faith, a faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. See, that's our job, men, if we're pastors, is to exhort and convict those who contradict the word of God. So I thank you, Jesus, that as of right now, I'm speaking to you all to help you and to correct you of your error in the name of Jesus. So number one, it says again, husband of one wife. Number two, describing a bishop the same as an elder bishop by definition means a um, superintendent an overseer um, supervisor ruler reference to supervising function exercised by an elder or presbyter which we said means bishop pastor of the church or congregation some will argue and say this was only applied for that specific time well what does the word of god say about that again let God be true in every man liar. Psalms 102 verse 18. David speaks and lets us know that God's word is recorded and meant to be revealed for not just his generation, but for the generation to come. Here it goes. Let this be recorded for the generation to come that people yet be created will praise the Lord. Amen. It's also to be proclaimed for this reason in 2 Timothy 3:16 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is and is profitable for doctrine for reproof 
for correction, for instruction in righteousness, inspired by God and applies to all because God never changes. So why are we contradicting? Why are we trying to contradict? Why are we trying to oppose God's will, oppose God's word? Now, let's look uh, with, with apostles. An apostle in the Greek concordance means a messenger, a special messenger, one sent on a mission. An apostle, a delegate, messenger, one sent forth with, um, with, uh, with orders. It is also applied to the 12 disciples of Jesus who taught them and sent them to proclaim, to preach the gospel message, which were all men. There were no women who were called to be apostles. Matthew 10, 2 to 20, it says, Jesus called his, his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to, get, to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sicknesses. These are the names of the 12 apostles, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, uh, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judah Iscariot, who betrayed him. These 12, Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim the message, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who are who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely, um, freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belt. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals of a staff for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their, ha at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it to your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone with, will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust out of your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending, um, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and to be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. This is a war, guys. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but the principalities, rules, authorities, wickedness, and high places. This is like in a time where men will go out and uh, go out to war, and their and their wives will stay at home and protect the protect the children. This is the same thing. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, so women sent by God as messengers, like the twelve. Is it, is it true? Women may say that the Lord called me to be sent on a mission. But the Holy Spirit never moves against the will of the Father, nor does he goes against his order. Satan can come as an angel of light and speak pretending to be God, being led by a different spirit than of the Holy Spirit. Just because it feels right, doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's according to God's will. You have to, you have to follow the word of God. Also, Eve was also deceived. Adam in the garden, I mean, also... Eve was deceived, not Adam in the Garden of Eden. 
Paul says, but I fear, least somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your mind may be corrupted from the simplicity of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 11.3 2 Corinthians 1.21-23 says that it's God that anoints, not man. You don't put yourself to be sent by God. You can't be sent because you went to the Bible school and, you know, but God himself sends his vessel as a messenger. 1 Corinthians, I mean, I mean, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 14. And Adam was not deceived, but women being deceived was in transgression. Transgression means an act that goes against a law, rule, or code of conduct, an offense. Going against a law, rule, or code of conduct, offense is repeated today with women being pastors. Why? Simple. God told us beforehand that it would happen after the fall. Women's desire shall be for her husband, but the desire in Genesis 3.16 is a sinful desire to go against the word of God. Desire for power to overrule men who have spiritual authority. Here's another point. The Holy Spirit describes as he sent by Jesus to testify of him. Again, let's let God be true in every man alive. Interesting enough, the Holy Spirit himself revealed to me this interesting fact to give more sound doctrine. Even the Holy Spirit who is sent by Jesus to testify of him is giving authority to him, the helper, to bring into remembrance the word of God to the body of Christ, the bride. Interesting. This establishes more solid proof that God gave man spiritual authority to instruct the message of God and it's for men to fill the position. John 15, 26, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring your bring, bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, Deborah, before we start with Deborah, let's look at the definition of a judge. Judge, to judge, to decide whether in law, court or pri uh, privately come to a choice uh, decision judgment by making a judgment either positive a verdict in favor of of a negative which rejects or condemns bringing to trial in the court of law therefore the judges came to inflict a penalty or judgment judge judges 445 says now deborah a prophetess the wife of lepidoth was judging israel at that time she used to she, she used to sit to hear and decide dispute under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim and the Israelites came up to her for judgment. So number one, Deborah was a prophetess and a wife, one of the most influential women of the Bible, not a pastor, not an apostle. Number two, a warrior for God. Number three, she was a judge, which is not the same thing as the position of pastorship and apostleship. Number four, yes, she led Barak and his army to fight Syria because it's a, prof it's a prophet's duty to send the message given by the Lord and to obey it. The role of a prophet is to exhort, warn, correct, rebuke, direct from the mouth of God, not to be a shepherd, pastor, guiding and instructing. A prophet is one who speak a new message from God to the people. 
Finally, here's what a here's what Pastor Lin said. Okay, he said, "You may not receive the title of pastor, apostle, or teacher over men, but never think you don't teach, lead, or influence men in other ways. It is not is it not for you to direct and teach men? It's not for you to um, to teach, um, direct men in manly way. How can you how can you being a woman teach how to be a man? You can't. Can a boat drive on land?" Can a car float on water? Then how can a woman direct and teach men like a man? It is it is for you to direct and teach men to in a subtle and feminine way, and that is not with words of aggression, outward display of masculine masculinity, um, immodesty, or emotional uh, psychological Jezebelic manipulation. Rather, you are to lead, teach, and influence men by your chaste, reverent meek and quiet spirit does not scripture say that you will win influence teach direct men over or men over not by your words but by your reverent and chaste behavior you are the beauty and flower of humanity you are not the lion or gorilla of the jungle i hope that bless you all in jesus name amen